Fred's Front Porch Podcast is made possible by the generous support of Jenner Zeno of Studio Stargazer, Alex Oliphant, 2021's unofficial patron saint, Jean Louise Finch, our official patron saint, Coralie Day with Scott Knight, Edith Keeler, and listeners like you. Greetings, fellow traveler on this rock tumbling through space. I'm Fred. This is my front porch. Come on up, have a seat, and let's talk a while. There are ideas to be discussed on this old set of nicely nailed-together boards. Let's buy a little white house on the corner of nothing and nowhere. We'll grow tomatoes and drink mojitos on the front porch stairs. Ideas, events, and people. Men and women arrange themselves into three classes or orders of intelligence. You can tell the lowest class by the habit of always talking about persons, the next by the fact that their habit is always to converse about things, the highest by their preference for the discussion of ideas. This is the earliest form of the quotation I can find. It's attributed to history scholar Henry Thomas Buckle. I am choosing to interpret Mr. Buckle's things as events. Talking about objects does little to elevate one's conversation. Its more common form is, without evidence, attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt. Great minds discuss ideas, mediocre minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. I've done all I'm going to in order to find out its origin, but should you discover it, I invite you to share the information with me. My concern is its meaning. Well, Fred, you discuss people frequently. Do you have a small mind? Possibly. I'm not nearly as intelligent as I've spent more than 50 years pretending. You can learn more about that in episode 76, in which I discuss my suspected autism that some deny applies to me, and they may be right, and Star Trek. But in any case, we need to be clear. People matter. I would go so far as to say that people are all that really matter at all. While philosophy, history, science, art, and other human endeavors are important, they are important only to people. 
a bacteria doesn't care about the age of the universe. A dolphin doesn't have any interest in Mozart. Humans are a part of the planet, and obviously the planet matters. We are connected to all the life in the universe. But without human beings to experience the universe, it will never find its own meaning. We are the universe's effort to understand itself. And people create ideas and events. Events shape people's lives, and from them we can learn, and that allows us to develop ideas. So if people are important, why do you say only small minds discuss them? It's a question of what we discuss about people. Do we discuss their personal lives? Or do we discuss what they do that actually matters to someone besides themselves? With whom are you having sex? With whom are you having a relationship? What is your gender and what does that mean about what you have inside your pants? Those questions contribute nothing to the development of ideas. They shape only the most mundane events. Who is sleeping with whom is the concern of only the people involved. Your wife or husband or significant other may have some interest in those questions. The rest of us don't need to be concerned with it. I have learned recently that the personal life of Martin Luther King Jr. was less than ideal. It wasn't one of which I would be proud, and I really don't care. He had ideas that shaped events, and he created and participated in events that changed history. I'm sorry if he cheated on his wife. That's between them. He may have done th horrible things in his personal life, but if that's your only concern about him, you're missing the point. When I say small minds discuss people, I mean they discuss only the parts of their lives that are irrelevant to anyone beyond themselves. The conversation is both limited and limiting. It goes nowhere higher. It achieves little beyond sometimes a sense of the moral superiority we seek from righteous rage. It helps no one. Okay, but what about mediocre minds and events? Events shape history. Events are what affect our lives. They matter greatly. They are both the products of ideas and they are their genesis. The protests of 2020 were important events that were caused by the idea that black lives matter. They shaped the thinking of many people. They generated new ideas and great debate about how we should police ourselves. Events are actions taken by people who, as we have already established, are what matter most. They are also forces of nature. 
A hurricane, tornado, or an earthquake is an event. The COVID virus is an event. The ideas that we develop from that are more important than the event itself. The event affects people. We are dying from COVID in horrifying numbers. What we do to mitigate the effects of the event, what we learn from it, and the new ideas to which it gives birth are what will make the difference. If we consider only the event, but we don't take the next step to learn from it, I submit we are dealing with mediocre thinking. We have the opportunity to learn, but if we waste that opportunity, we become stuck in history. Winston Churchill wrote, Those that fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Did we learn from the American Civil War? Or are we going to have a second one? Did we learn from the 1918 pandemic? Or will we start all over again? We study events in an effort to discover any number of facts, causes, effects, and their places in the arc of time. We search for patterns from which we can make predictions. All of these studies are used to form ideas. What exactly are ideas? The general belief is that Shakespeare wrote Sonnet 18, which you're about to hear, to a woman. I would say it's a perfect sonnet for an idea. And we'll get to that right after this important message from our sponsor, Dr. Ziggeldorf. Find him in The Holiday Mouse, only on Patreon. Hello, it's me, Dr. Ziggeldorf, here to tell you about my best invention yet. Dr. Ziggeldorf's Miracle Tonic. No matter what's wrong with you, it will fix it magically. Itchy bum, hairy knuckles, old man face, creaky bones. Dr. Ziggeldorf's Miracle Tonic cures it all. Made with the finest ingredients you can find at the North Pole. Order today, and we'll send you a second bottle for free, just in case the first one doesn't work. I mean, of course it will work. It, it, it works. It's a miracle tonic. Dr. Ziggledorf's miracle tonic. It cures everything. Bye today. Dr. Ziggledorf's miracle tonic is for entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. This product has not been validated by the FDA. Dr. Ziggledorf is not a doctor. Side effects include hating your family, being mean to small mammals, uncontrolled behavior for the holidays. Ask your doctor if Dr. Ziggler's Miracle Tonic is right for you. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Sometime too hot 
the eye of heaven shines, and often is his gold complexion dimmed. And every fair from fair sometime declines, by chance or nature's changing course untrimmed. But thy eternal summer shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou owest, nor shall death brag thou wanderest in his shade, when in eternal lines to time thou growest. So long as men can breathe, or eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. People live and then we die. That's inescapable. Events occur and then they end. The dinosaurs ruled the earth, I'm told, for quite a few days once. Now that event is over. Wars end, plagues, famine, and disasters all disintegrate. Ideas never die. They are there, like the woman in Shakespeare's sonnet, as long as men can breathe or eyes can see. They can't be destroyed. They can be and often are discarded, dismissed, or diminished. But an idea is like Hemingway's definition of a man. A man can be destroyed, but not defeated. Ideas are thoughts. They exist only in our minds. They are produced by people reacting to events. Their immortality is also the source of their value. Copernicus had an idea. Now we know the Earth is not the center of the universe. We can navigate more efficiently. We can visit other planets, all because he had an idea. I don't know with whom old Nicholas was having sex. I'm willing to bet you don't either. And if you do, I bet you knew what his ideas were long before you knew who his sex partners were. Copernicus matters. His life was important to those who loved him. It meant something to him. He had not only ideas, but desires, passions, tragedies, joys, celebration, and sadness, just like you. But his ideas were immortal. So were the ideas of Jesus, or Gandhi, of Martin Luther King Jr. and Buckminster Fuller. Those are big ideas. They changed the world. But you and I have ideas too. We have thoughts. We don't need to have entirely original ideas. I don't believe I've ever had one. But we can learn the ideas that make sense to us. And we can share them. 
over and over with what Lenin called the brotherhood of man. We can plant them in the mind. We can fertilize them with love, with logic, with gratitude, with evidence, with examples, and we can see if they grow. We can watch them blossom. In short, we too can be great minds. Many of you have ideas that are very different from mine. Some of the people I love have political and religious ideas that are incomprehensible to me. And this is when people matter. In the brief time I'm here, I want to have as much love as I can in my life. And I want to spread it as far and wide as I can. I live in the dark, both metaphorically and often factually, but I find I can shine most brightly there. Long after I'm gone, the ideas I discuss will be running around the minds of other people. In my greatest fantasy, aliens discover my podcast a hundred thousand years from now, and they listen intently to my ideas. They find them, as my favorite alien would call them, fascinating. And of course, they weren't ever really mine anyway. No one really owns an idea. Young Eliza, in A Bigger Table, finds the idea that anyone can own a song to be silly. That's silly, Miss Miguel. She was so, so young. But I agree with her. It's there in the universe for all to share. Music, like ideas, lives forever. Once I've heard a song, you can't take it away from my mind, my heart, and my soul. I will be able to sing Shine for the rest of my life, even if Sarah were suddenly to destroy every copy in the universe. It's inside me now and shows me which way to go. It guides my show, it illuminates my thinking, and it allows me to feel emotions I had never experienced before. And that's only one song. According to bedtime math, the link is in the show notes, we don't know every song ever written, but a company called Grace Note keeps a list of all the songs out there. It had 79 million songs on it as of 2011. To get a sense of that number, 79 million minutes is about 150 years. So. If most of the songs are written from the year 1866 onward, that's one new song every minute. Later estimates are as high as 96 million songs. And those are the songs about which we know. You've probably written a song or two in your head that you have never been able to record. 
figure everyone has just one of their own hidden songs, and suddenly there are billions. No one really owns them. They are a part of the atmosphere. Yes, I know. People own them legally. And ideas can be owned in this way too. But that doesn't change their nature. They are transmitted from mind to mind. They exist only in what matters most. People. Ideas will shine forever. I hope we can help with that. Let's all shine together in 2021 and brighten the universe with our own sparks of divine fire. In case you haven't heard me say it enough, I love you. This is going to take some time this week. I hope you'll stay for the whole thing. I want you to see the value of gratitudes, not only to yourself, but to others as well. The Front Porch Podcast is moving to Sierra Vista, Arizona on, I hope, January 14th. My roommates are leaving on the 15th, and I won't be able to afford to pay rent here in Mesa anymore. I'll be staying with my creative partner and best friend, Jenner Zeno, until my disability comes through and I can afford a place of my own. I couldn't afford to pack the few possessions I still have and rent a truck to get them to their new home, however, so though I find the experience humiliating, I was forced to run another GoFundMe on my Facebook this week. The hope was to collect sufficient funds to rent the truck and then to get Jenner to drive three and a half hours to Mesa to pack for me and drive me back. I'm 58, diabetic, and in lousy shape. I'm not capable of packing all my books. Please don't ask me to disassemble a bed. It's never going to happen. However, it didn't work out that way. I have some of the most extraordinary friends any man could ever hope to have. Let me tell you a little about them. 
I don't have permission to name them all, and I have no interest in annoying anyone who just showed me absurd amounts of kindness, but those who gave me permission are listed. The others will remain anonymous. The goal was to raise $600 to rent the truck. Within an hour of posting my plea, an incredible human being, Alex Oliphant, donated, you're not going to believe this, $1,150. But see that shocked expression on your face? Quick, go look in the mirror or flip your camera to selfie mode so you can see it. Yeah, that was my face. But I was more shocked than you were. And yes, you're probably better looking than I am, but you know what I mean. I don't know that Alex ever listens to this show, but he is 2021's unofficial patron saint. I'm fortunate now to have an official patron saint, Jean Louise Finch, but Alex will be listed in the opening credits for the remainder of the year. I can't conceive of that generosity, and it changed my life. I'm not having Jenner drive up now. Instead, I'm negotiating with professional movers to pack and drive for me. Now, if Alex wasn't enough, check out who else helped. My friend, Mike Kelly, whom you have heard in two of our Stargazer Virtual Community Theater productions playing Eustace Tangy, started things off with a generous donation. The money was helpful, and the feeling that I had a chance lifted my spirits. Next came a fellow Sarah fan who also asked to remain nameless, but boosted my confidence and moved me closer to my goal. Shortly afterward, KC Marion, a Yang Gang friend, leapt to my aid, and I was beginning to glow with joy. Then, with a very kind donation, came Joe March, who made tears of joy begin to well up in my eyes. This was followed by two donations I didn't recognize. The first, which came only from a number, turned out to be from a Facebook acquaintance who was being kind. The next was from a business, I assume, called Friendly PC Repair. That was great. Then, someone with whom I taught for many years at the beginning of my career sent a very kind donation. This was followed by help from someone who already helps me all the time in keeping this show on Instagram, my friend Natalie Fredrickson. Another private donation came in a little while later, and by now I was just overwhelmed with the generosity of my friend. My friend and fellow Stargazer Virtual Community Theater actor, Jess Glass, jumped in next. This was followed by my friend Roxanne Wolf, making a really helpful donation that put me over the top for having enough to hire professionals. Finally, two more donations arrived. The first from someone who has been a friend of mine for more than 30 years. And the second, 
from a kind person on Facebook whose name I'm not allowed to use either. But it didn't all come just from the GoFundMe campaign. Michael J. Clark sent a ridiculously generous amount of money to me directly using an app. The great Edith Keeler, who is one of my producers on Patreon, sent money not only from her, but from her mother, too. Can you even believe that? Elizabeth Bennett also, not for anything like the first time, sent money directly to me, skipping the fees of GoFundMe. I also got cash directly from a hashtag coffee friend whose name I don't have permission to use, but I'm sure she knows who she is. A Facebook friend and another member of the Yang Gang, who didn't say I could name her, sent me money directly through PayPal. Those people have made it possible to move the front porch to Sierra Vista. They're also keeping me in groceries, and they just paid my phone bill. I want to thank everyone on Patreon and Anchor for helping me through this awful year. All of you made the last 365 days more bearable, and you kept me alive so I can try to return the favor. Let's help each other through 2021 so we can all begin to recover. Our very first official patron saint, Jean Louise Finch, no, that's not her real name, and neither is Scout, is donating $100 a month to our show. I recently picked up seven brand new supporters on Patreon. Thank you to Ursula Phillips, Chris Donnelly, Corey Pluard, and Judy Morris. Carrie Dedeo also joined us on Patreon. Marley Maple Miracle is now a supporter, and so is the amazing painter, Michelle Sylvester, who created the artwork that is on our logo. Her daughter, Alexis, made a generous one-time contribution to the show for the second time last month. The list of people who helped make this possible continues to grow. I'm indebted to many people who are alive on this planet at the same time we are. Those people are as follows. Jenner Zeno of Studio Stargazer, Coralie Day with Scott Knight, and Edith Keeler. Joe March, Kevin Boyce, Zareth, Utopia 42, and Sherlock the Mystery Patron. Laura Engram, Linda M. Crotta, Elizabeth Bennett, The Mindwave Podcast, to which you should listen often, Michelle Freeman, Scott Shelby, Virginia Rupert, and Jesse Rogers. Jake Johnson is now part of this group. Corey, Christopher Hitchens' friend, Natalie Fredrickson, Chuck Curry, Mark Rosema, Christine L. Patterson, and David Miller. Pavel Shabayev, Claude Lanston, and John G. Jereen Elkins, 
Lori Shea, Cindy Mandel, Corey again, Zara, Michael J. Clark, Stacy Hein, Piper K. Young, Carrie Dedeo, also again, Daniel H. and John Donovan. I'm truly grateful to each and every one of you. And, yep, you knew it, I'm going to brag again about having an actual internationally known musician, singer, artist, video producer, all-around extraordinary person as a supporter on Patreon. Sarah Nimitz, and yes, I did a whole episode about her March 3rd of last year. Check it out. Now supports this show. Don't you want to be like Sarah Nimitz? Go listen to 2020, her latest album. It's everything these last 365 days weren't. Oh, and by the way, I was there when that was recorded. For now, we'll remain a small but hopeful community, trying our best to spread love, kindness, empathy, and compassion for all throughout the world. Thank you for helping me to shine. And thank you for shining with me. I love you. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come visit the porch again soon. Until then, look for all the episodes on your favorite podcast app. We're on just about all of them now. Take care of yourself and each other. Produced by Studio Stargazer.